on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories my name is erica and i'm your host my name is cassandra and i'm your other host what's up Ooh, girl i went out on the town last night i painted it red wow yeah i got a uh, upcharged at a bar they didn't give me like an itemizer seat and i was like no i know what i ordered y'all definitely overcharged me and it felt shitty but i also i still had to tip you know appropriately on did the, you get it fixed i the bartenders were very hostile like with each other with customers i'd witnessed multiple disagreements between you know bartender and patron already and i didn't want to be a part of that mm-hmm. my my partner's band drac and the swamp rats check them out on itunes spotify wherever you get your music drac d-r-a-c and the swamp rats but they had a they had a show there at the bar a let's just say a ship slash pirate themed bar in LA there are many I'm not going to name them and uh so I was like I don't they know I'm associated with the band so I don't want to like push more bad but you know they're already fighting with a bunch of people and I was like I don't want to make the band look bad so I just fucking ate it and I was so mad it was only like four or five dollars but it was fucking principal the matter we had a crazy experience because we went out in the town a few days ago and similar vibes where well ish here's what happened Mm -hmm. we went to a place that we would have not gone to had the friends that we were with not known someone there i mean i'm just gonna say it like it wasn't even on the plan it wasn't on the docket but the place we were gonna go was closed and so we're like oh fuck where we go and they're like oh we should go to that place because so-and-so works there so like okay and so we went there and everything was fine. The person who knew the people I was with was like, do you guys want an appetizer or a dessert? And we we're like, I don't know. Dessert might be nice. Like, sure. So she brought us out a dessert. We didn't order it. Okay. We didn't order it. She yeah. brought us a dessert and, you know, my friend went to the bar and like, she grabbed, like she was going to grab a drink, but then the bartender made her two. you know, just like, like, hey, you're so-and-so's friend. Here's two drinks, whatever. Anyways, so the person that we knew, oh, and the manager came over at one point. He was like, hey, how are you guys liking everything? Like, whatever. A wonderful experience, right? Yeah. So the one that, <laughs> the person that we knew left, she was like, hey, so my shift's over, like, you know, but I'll see you guys soon, whatever. That, like, all good. And then, so the waitress that I think whose section we were in, mm-hmm. I don't know, but- because she was around sometimes and she was already kind of giving kind of aggressive, weird vibes, you know, but like, not like, like, I just think she came on strong. I think it was a personality thing. It was fine. Like everyone was fine. So we go and we're like, I think we're good. She's like, do you guys want anything else? We're like, I think we're good. Thanks. And she was like, cool, let me grab your, you know, your ticket. And so she goes on her little like machine because they all have like the machines now. Yes. And she was like, Oh, um, wow, your ticket looks a little low and like kind of to herself. And then my friend was like, oh yeah, you know, like we know so-and-so like, you know, she was taking care of us, whatever. And um, the girl was like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Give me one second. And so she went away and then she came back. She added everything to our ticket. She added the dessert we didn't order. She added the two free drinks from the bar and like another free drink that we had gotten. She added 
all of it to the check. <clears throat> and it was like, um, okay. Yeah. Like, ugh. and so we just paid it because we didn't know what else to do. Like, yeah. I wanted to be like, excuse you. We didn't order this dessert. This was a gift. And yeah. she didn't order two drinks. They were a gift. Like, we'll pay for one. But like, yeah. what, what the fuck? But I, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to get the friend in trouble, you right. know, like maybe yeah. the manager was going to all the tables, maybe not just ours. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't want to say like, oh, I'm pretty sure that we were supposed to get all this stuff for free. And then all of a sudden this manager, it gets involved. And then this, you know, the girl is like, I don't know what right. the circumstances were. So we just paid it, but it fucking sucked because it was so expensive. Like this place was not cheap. This place was like in fucking Culver and like fancy. Yeah. So it was uh, like we would not have gone there if we didn't know. Ugh, I don't know. It sucked. It was a fucking bummer because we were just going to stop by and grab one drink, say hi to the person they knew, you know, like check out the bar because it was kind of cool and leave. We weren't planning on getting like three rounds and a fucking cake and all this shit, but it yeah. just was bequeathed on to us. And then we ended up having to pay for it. And it was like, Oh, this is like this is like two hundred bucks. Like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it sucked. No. Yeah, we were like expecting to walk out of there paying like eighty, and it was like, yeah. no, this is two hundred dollars. So, I watched a guy argue with a bartender <sighs> over a free drink ticket last night. You know, the band gets certain numbers. He had a ticket. One of the band members was whatever. So he ordered a drink, and then when the bartender brought it, he turned over the free drink ticket and the guy goes oh this doesn't apply to this level of drink do you want to you know how do you want to pay for it and the guy's like well and he started arguing with him and i was like i'm just like observing it casually and i'm like babe babe you're not gonna win this yeah. establishment isn't gonna go oh through your sound logic now i understand why i should lose money with you today thank you yeah like it was just embarrassing and I was trying, I was like at the bar right in front of it happening. And I'm trying not to stare, you know, or stop yeah. my conversation I'm having with someone else. Cause we both locked eyes and we're like, you hear this? Yes. I hear that. You know, yeah. we both had that moment of like, well, anyway, we have to act like we are not <laughs> He's striping yeah. on this moment. <laughs> yeah. It was just insane. Like they both were just yelling at each other basically. And he's like, you're sweating me over two, a couple dollars, man. He's like, Bartender's like, no, man, you're the one fucking sweating over a free drink. Like, chill. <laughs> it's tough. I've been on, you know, both sides sure. of yeah. the, I was, I was in the service industry for 10 years. Like I get it, yeah. but man, that's why it's tough. And that's why it's like, you know, when we had fucking narc alert waitress, I was like, just fucking take it. Just, yeah. just take care of this. I don't know. Maybe she's uh, not uh, very experienced because I think, you know, normally you have a table that gets taken care of by someone who knows someone. They tip better than anybody. Anybody. They tip, they they tip, tip like 50% they'll tip on the full plus. amount. Yeah. They'll tip they'll on the tip full on amount. The full amount. Yep. And then um, some. Yeah. So she, she played herself because, you know, yeah. she ended up with. A 20% tip. Uh, we probably would have given her more had she not yeah. done that. The, uh, but you know what? She was in the I Whatever. What can you do? Yeah. When I was 16, I was a waitress for a summer and 16, 17. And I was very inexperienced with alcohol, but the Mexican restaurant that I worked at had a patio and it was a Sunday. 
So uh-huh. these people were like stationed on the patio for like three, three and a half hours, drinking, casually eating. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll help, you know, I'll serve it. I'll stay. So I was supposed to have a break because I was pulling a double basically. And I was like, I don't, I'll just work through so I can get this tip because it, it's going to be a big tip. It's been a big bill. I've been great. It's going to be a big tip, right? Yeah. So I miss my little like three hour break basically to keep this table on. Mm-hmm. And they check out. And guess how much they tipped me? Zero. Five dollars. On like a 300 something plus tab. God. I was like, I lost money doing this right now. Like, yeah. It was like my first like real slap because I was, you know, I was a good waitress. I was attentive. You know, I was good. I was like, it'll it'll ruin your whole night. It'll ruin your night. Like it's sometimes you can shake it off. And then other times you're like, that was bad. Like you get a bad tip from a table that was kind of low maintenance. You're like, well, that was fucking stupid, but okay. But it's the tables that like need the most. Yeah. But they're racking up the big bill. So you're like, this will be worth it in the end. It'll be worth it. I'm looking at like 60 bucks here. And then you get five and you're just like, I want to rage quit. I want to take a, like a diarrhea dump on Mm. the center table of this restaurant, (laughs) flip everyone off, (laughs) steal a bunch of food, light it on fire. Like just, (laughs) I want to rage. Like, it's. If only we lived in like Europe or something, you know, like where, yeah. uh, where it's like built in. There's a lot of restaurants that are doing that now though. But yeah, I went to a sushi place last night and they just were like, Hey, the tip is added. Don't know. Was it Sugarfish? No, it was another place downtown. I think they're maybe cousins to Sugarfish, but they were just like, oh. don't tip extra. Like this is the fee. And I was like, great. I love that. Yeah. They're like, here's your service fee. It, or it's built into the prices. We don't yeah. do tipping here. We yeah. we pay our people livable wages and we give them insurance. Yeah. So which, which they is choose the to work an- here. The anti-trash is doing that, is paying yes. people livable wages and all these things. So but but speaking of trash, what have you done trashy this week? Well, I mean, you know, we're we're chit-chatting about like uh restaurants and stuff. <laughs> so I um I guess this isn't a restaurant story. However, we um we have to, we have to procure alcohol for our upcoming nuptials. Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, you know, we could just buy it or we could take advantage of, uh, the fact that total wine does, uh, consultations and wine tastings for free. And then you get like a discount on the wine, but we're not, whatever. No, Cassandra. No, it's a long story. We're not even going to use total wine, but I'm not going to get into it because it just <laughs> doesn't matter. Anyways, back when I liked total wine. So we did the wine tasting and we had the sweetest little like sommelier who was, had just turned 21. So we're like, LOL, what? Like a, a, a man with braces is like <sighs> about to do a wine consultation. Like I was like, I'm skeptical, Yeah, but you know, um, for those who don't know the, uh, geography it's uh san diego's quite close to mexico and so he is a sommelier and in valle de guadalupe and uh tijuana and that's why he was able to become a sommelier before he was 21 is because you can start drinking when you're 18 in mexico anyways so he was and he was very knowledgeable like this was wine is his his shit yeah so we 
you know, are working with him and he's like, basically like just popping bottles. He was like, I get paid hourly. This isn't a commission thing. So <laughs> like whatever. And we're like, okay, I got so wasted. We did it at 9am. Like hmm. we, you know, he had his, uh, some family in town. So we were like, we want to get the most time with them as possible. So let's just get this over with. Let's do the first appointment we can get at 9am. Oh my God. We were so drunk. <laughs> and Silly me just left my purse behind a classic, a classic Cassandra move. I have left my wallet behind at Dodger Stadium before too drunk. I've left wallets, cards, all kinds of stuff just behind. I almost lost my phone at a bar in Paris. Like just (laughs) it is a classic Cassandra move, but it's been a while. It's been a while since I've done that. I feel like I've grown a lot. You know, I've learned to not do that, like, but it was just the, I walk, we got to the car and we were all, we had to get someone to pick us up. <laughs> like <laughs> that was how much we yeah. drank. We were like, we need a ride home at 10, 15. Um, <laughs> also please take us somewhere to eat. Yes. I'm gonna starving. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, just left my purse behind. I had to like walk back in there and like run to the back and like, hey, um, I think I left my purse. <laughs> and I was like panicking too. I was like, what if someone oh, has already horse like my you don't one does not leave a purse in a a store. Yeah. Anyways, I they luckily I was able to get it, but I was like, I am I am garbage trash for this. <laughs> so it's a similar story happened to me. I left my phone in a so we were on a tour when we were in London, we were going to like Stonehenge, Windsor Castle, Bath, all these things. And in one of the little shops, I like was waiting in line to buy these little treats for Winston. It took me forever. And the bus was like, okay, we're pulling out at like 10, 15. And I'm like, I'm staring at it down. It's like 10, 13, 10, 14. I'm like, Fah. I get to the bus just on time. And then I realized I've left my phone inside the shop. Mm. So I'm at the very back of the bus. And I'm, I'm saying, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. As I'm getting on the bus. Like, I'm sorry, I'm late already you know i'm just at time then i realized i left my phone and i'm like david i i suddenly burst into a british accent stop. and i'm like, our tour guide david david i go david i left my phone hold on stop the bus i sprint out into the store but i the whole time i go i think i've left my phone oh no i just sprint out in an, a british accent running off the bus and then I, when I get back, hated you. I would have hated know, you. I didn't know I was doing it. And so I run, I mean, the shop's right <laughs> off the bus door. I run it. I grab it. It's still sitting there. I grab the hateful lady that helped me earlier, still sitting there. I was like, fucking fuck her. Grab my phone, ran back on the bus. And again, I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Back to an, back to an American accent. I'm so sorry. Thank you for your patience. Thank you. I'm so sorry, everyone. Thank you. Sorry, David. You know, just again, normal <laughs> the way I speak again, but it, it wasn't until later that day that they were like, Erica, you came sprinting off that bus. It sounded like you were an extra in Dickens. Like you were fucking full British. I was like, oh, so embarrassing. I'm so stupid. Why did I why did I panic? I have to speak to them in their native tongue, otherwise they won't realize this is an emergency. Exactly. So embarrassing. That's so funny. I shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere. I know. No, wait, no. I'm back. Wow. Motherhood. You know, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on how much of that Erica kept in, <laughs> my dog has just vomited four times. And you want to know why? Because she eats lint. Gross. She eats fucking lint. We have a little trash can by the laundry. And I'm not perfect, nor is my partner. And maybe if we if we miss and we don't make the lint in the laundry, oh, she finds it. Yeah. And she just chews it up. <laughs> and then she pukes. So <laughs> we had to take Charlie to the vet. He has uh, our youngest cat has a problem sometimes with his anal glands and he gets a really, really stinky bottom and even can like, this is disgusting, protrudes like a liquid and Mm -hmm. he had a stinky butt. So we called the vet, you know, that was like at 9 a.m. Called the vet, we're in by 1030 in the morning. It's a simple $25 procedure to express these anal glands. Sure. But I, I'm, I'm like taking him. He's only been to the vet twice since we've had him. So he's, he's very anxious about travel in the crate. So I'm talking to him the whole way we're driving and Petting him through the crate like a maniac, like one hand on the wheel, one hand on a cat. <laughs> anyway, uh, that, uh, that was a, a joke for uh, comedy law enforcement listening. But so we get there. It's I'm in and out in less than like seven minutes. And three of those were me talking to the vet tech being like, oh, so, you know, it's like everything's fine. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, is this something we could do at home? Like, should we learn to do this? And she just goes. It's a very intimate procedure. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, it may be better if someone that doesn't have a relationship with Charlie does it. Because you have to go inside them, basically. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you know what? 25 bucks is a cheap, is is the cost for me. (laughs) If I have to come once a week, $100 a month and not put my fingers and hands in my cat's anus, money well worth it. Well worth it. Did you have to switch his food? Because Pretzel has stink ass too. And we're looking into having to switch her food because we're like, I've I've had many a dog and I've never had to take them to get their anal glands done so often. But she has to get them done like once or twice a month. And that's mm. frequent. And because yeah. she's got stink ass. And I went to the I went to the pet store and I was like, I need new food. My dog has stink ass. Like <laughs> verbatim said that. I was like, that dog you're petting, stink ass. And <laughs> the woman was like, oh, how about before we change the food? Why don't we start giving her like some probiotics? Like you sprinkle some probiotics on her okay, food. Okay. And I was like, wow, just like mommy. And you know what? It's I'm going to give them time. <laughs> I'm going to give them time. But like it's been a week on the probiotics. Yeah. Think ass remains. So we got her. <laughs> we just got her expressed, and I had the same thought. I was like, "Should I just learn how to do this?" And I watched a video on it. Which don't do what no. I did. Don't do it. It's no. gross. Don't yeah. do it. Don't watch the video. <laughs> let let the curtain between what they do and what the vet yes. or a groomer can do. Just <laughs> let that curtain remain. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's bad. So yeah. Why are, oh my god like why are you trash what a what a gi- massive waste of time my stupid I, it's yeah so i again i went to a bar and a show yesterday granted this was all before 9 p.m okay this shows oh. like a 6 30 p.m show so this the madness that has unfolded and so i i mean i watched the bartenders yell at each other over like some thing they didn't know about how to work on the board it was a mess so i order hamburger 
a Hawaiian burger to be in factual some fries i'm eating at the bar just as my boyfriend's band dragon the swamp rats is going on and i'm like fuck this is a poorly timed meal because now i gotta sit at the bar instead of like rocking out in the crowd sure anyway so i'm sitting there i'm eating well this bar is it's a beautiful wooden bar and then it has like that slightly angled down from the bar is like a, a thick buffer like a beautiful trimming to the bar okay and, and there's a gap about a french fry wide in between the bar and this beautiful finishing gap <laughs> and i am eating fries with my fingers like a non you know monster if you eat fries with a fork like speak to me please dm me and explain why but i <laughs> i drop a fork like i drop several fries between the bar and this thing no one's around everyone's paying attention to the band no one saw me do it but then I'm having a panic of, well, do I try to get it up with this knife? And then what if the bartender sees me like knifing at his wood, psychotic, or do I take the knife and just try to tamp it down so it goes through and hits the floor? I'm panicking. I've got ketchup on my fingers, a knife <laughs> in one hand, and I'm like looking around. That made it look way more suspicious and crazy is me looking around, making sure no one sees me with the knife in my hands. Like psychotic stuff trying to like shove a fry to hit the floor it was i was like good god why does this do i not know any table how do you eat at a bar that should be taught in cotillion that should be taught in manners classes like how do you hard stand up and eat a sloppy hawaiian burger with teriyaki sauce and sliding pineapples and french fries at a bar and what do you do if one falls in between the cracks what do you do how do you politely with etiquette remove a fry like a monster i mean i think you gotta just leave it because if i would have seen you i'd be like does that woman really want that fry that bad i i didn't want to eat it more i just didn't want it to sit there and then i just thought about you know how many fries are there i guess i was thinking about was how many how many little slippings of food have fallen here probably a lot are just sitting here and i'm sitting over mold fries i just yeah but i was trying to be a part of the salute i was trying to be make it better one percent better so i was tapping it on the floor that i know that they probably sweep once a week who knows maybe every day who knows <laughs> but i was like this is a better choice so you know on the menu there was also chicken wings and so it's really between the burger and the chicken wings but the chicken wings reminds me of our first story oh so sure yeah from NBCChicago.com, uh-huh. <laughs> a suburban school worker steals 11,000 cases of chicken wings at $1.5 million value in an embezzlement scheme. I didn't think that schools got $1.5 million in funding. Well, so this takes place in Cook County, which is the county that Chicago's inside of. Uh-huh. So I'm. Um, it might be a larger school, and it looks like it was over... Like a year and a half month, like a year and a half. So, uh huh. Between July 2020 and February 2022 is yeah. when she was engaging in this massive embezzlement scheme. Yeah. So she had time, but yeah, she was uh, basically placing unauthorized orders for the food items, mostly chicken wings. Uh huh. And eventually got caught. So the Cook County prosecutors have charged her, the director of food services at Harvey School District 152. It's a felony charge. So she's has theft. It's a, th- a felony for theft, 
continuing financial crimes enterprise and theft exceeding a million dollars. Okay. Now, what I'm curious is, was like, did we ask her why she wanted this? Because, so they didn't notice until January, 2022, when the school's district business manager was like auditing and realized that their food service department had exceeded the annual budget by $300,000 with the school year only being half over. Mm -hmm. So that's when they were like, what's up with this? And also that they were specifically with chicken wings that don't even get served to students normally because they have bones. So I think I want to know, like, what is she, what does she need with all, like, is she running some sort of like underground sports bar um, you know, at her in her basement, like gambling, or does she think that that the kids need to eat more than they, you know, are oh. served? And so then she like was this for the children? No, or was this for her? This is for her. So she would show up when they were when Gordon Food Service would deliver food for the district for you know the food order. She'd sign the electronic key pack and all she'd receive the food. So she'd mix it in with the regular food for the school and these extra chicken wings. So it looked like, you know, it wasn't just chicken wing, chicken wing, chicken wing order. It'd be like, oh, we need, you know, the corn, the bread, you know, and these chicken wings, you know, the normal stuff. And so then it was billed to the school district and she would leave the food in one of the district's cargo vans without bringing it inside. So she was then taking it and selling it to someone else so she she was selling the chicken wings seems so we don't know for a fact allegedly seems like she was reselling them at a value for profit yeah well people do anything for food i mean yeah even even engage in uh anger and conspiracy and Mm -hmm. lawyers with their neighbors Yes. So from fox8.com, our second story, Cleveland Heights residents sue neighbors over backyard pizza oven. Yikes. (laughs) The old saying goes, don't take the law into your own hands. Take them to court. I don't know where that saying, like what this is referring to. I feel like this is just the the journalist being like, like my grandpa always said. (laughs) No, if Steven you're gonna buy, if you're gonna buy three pizzas, you might as well buy five. <laughs> Steven Seagal's one was like, "Take the law into your own hand." Like I've never heard the opposite. Of that. We've talked about his Louisiana cop yes, show, I believe. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll never forget it. I have a new show that's that's scripted reality. I just discovered it's fake, but it's called South Beach Tow. It's from like the 2011 2014 era. And it's just tow trucks in Miami, like the South Beach of Florida. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. <laughs> like people get their car towed. They have to get it paid. So then it's the customers being like crazy. The people that work there are characters. It's just, it's absurd. Anyway, it, it, they ran for like five seasons in like three years. In, I sent you the clip of a woman gets run over and pushed out of a parking garage and falls like two stories what I, yeah i sent you that uh, maybe you didn't see it i sent you a lot of clips <laughs> so i watched gets, them all i don't remember this yeah a woman gets pushed out of a parking garage by the car she's trying to tow and then the girls in the car get in and try to drive away well the guy with her is just the dispatch operator he doesn't know how to drive the truck so he gets in and starts chasing the girls they're at a gate because it's a parking garage and he like yells at the guys like, don't let them out this is i call 911 my friend fell off the building and you're like oh my god like 
did this woman just die on this reality show? But then, then she comes like limping and her name is Bernice. She's incredible. And she's like, and he's like, Bernice, you need to go to the hospital. She's like, Bernice ain't going to the hospital. She's towing this car. Like punches out the window of the vehicle to drag one of the little girls out that like pushed her off the car. It's it's, but the man saying it, Dave, he's insane. He just has that like wiltery older man voice. It's it's like a minute and a half clip, and it's like the best clip I've ever seen. And then she goes, she does a confessional. She's like, Bern-, and she refers to herself in third person always. She's like, Bernie's ain't going to the hospital. That's for rich people. My Obamacare hasn't teched it, uh, you know, clocked in yet. Basically, it's. Oh, it's a time. It's a show of its time. And it is so absurd. Just this. Don't watch like episodes. Watch clips. You know, <laughs> that's giving discovery. Uh, it's plus it was on true sure. TV. Ah, yeah, yeah. I see. All right. Taking the law into these hands. <laughs> the towing's a legal gray area. We'll get it. But anyway, so <laughs> uh, basically what happened is a. A couple is suing their neighbors for using a large pizza oven in their backyard. So one couple has a pizza oven in their yard. The other couple, their neighbor, is suing them for it. As someone who is lactose intolerant, I cannot have you waving your (laughs) pizza enjoyment in my face. I assume that that is their reasoning, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So they said that when the pizza oven is in use, the smoke and gases travel to their property and into their apartment, causing them physical discomfort, annoyance, stress, and anxiety, and that the smoke and gases significantly affect their ability to enjoy and use their property in their apartment. Now, you're saying your place smells too much like pizza, and that's causing you stress and anxiety? And babe, pizza ovens just give up it's a wood smell it's a commercial size pizza wood fire pizza oven means they burn wood i'm burning other chemicals in it i'm gonna say that perhaps these people just don't like their neighbors and that they were like looking for anything to maybe beef over because i i can't i mean i don't like my neighbors smoke but i'm not i can't sue them sure you know I don't like hearing my neighbor yell at his kids through my wall. But do I listen every time with like a little glass pulled up so I can hear it better? Of course. Also, maybe just close your windows because they're saying like they get headaches and, you know, coughing, sore throats, like burning eyes, dizziness. Like how much fucking smoke? Like maybe it's a commercial sized one. It's not like a home pizza oven. It is a bigger pizza oven. Wood fire, though. So imagine you could just ring them up and go, hey, do you know how to use that thing? Because I think you're creating too much smoke because I'm burning alive in my apartment. I'm sure it came to that, but it fell on deaf ears, the complaint said. Uh -uh. So, And the pizza oven burns from three to 10 hours at a time. What do they need so much pizza for? These are the questions we should be asking. Wow. Here I was taking the side of the pizza oven people, but now... You know, it's a pretty, I'm looking at the picture. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big pizza. Oven. That's Ooh, a that... pretty big pizza. <laughs> Are we allowed? I think so. Yes. You can make fun of white ethnics. It's okay. As okay, other, great. As white ethnics, we can make fun of other white ethnics. That's yeah. a pretty big a pizza. <laughs> great. It feels good. 
Italians, the Irish, all okay to make fun of. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit more pizza than you need. We got chicken wings. We got pizza. Where is this underground sports bar? I'm I, I there's a conspiracy here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We, we invite us. <laughs> We're a good time. We love wings and pizza. Tell us on Twitter, you know, and we'll come. So, oh, but Twitter, man, as if it couldn't get worse for Twitter. Let's talk about our next story from BBC.com. A bird charity was locked out of Twitter after Woodcock tweets. A a bird conservation charity said it had been locked out of Twitter for eight days after posting several tweets about the Woodcock. The Norfolk-based British Trust of Ornithology, the BTO, of course, we should have just said BTO. Everybody would have known that. Everybody would have known what the BTO was. They said they lost its access during the big garden bird watch. And they said they've reached out to Twitter, but has not responded. But Elon Musk tweeted to say the story was ironic. Not ironic, but we'll get into the definition of irony another time. Uh, They posted to their Facebook page to inform them their Twitter account was frozen. They tried to contact Twitter to get it back and explain, hey, we're a bird conservatory, not some porno site. It was asked to verify its identity on Twitter. And it went all down there from there because we didn't tally with Twitter's very under-publicized age verification policy, blah, blah, blah. We thought we it might have been the repeated use of the word woodcock in our species survey. (laughs) And Twitter comms has yet to respond. Maybe it's because no one works at Twitter anymore. Yeah, there's like eight guys. And he just fired another one this week. Elon fired an engineer. He had a meeting and he was like, hey, why aren't my tweets getting as as much engagement as they did like two years ago? I'm so followed. I'm getting only so many impressions. And an engineer's like, yeah, man, like you're not searched as much. Your content isn't as hot. Like these are the numbers. You're not shadow banned. You're just, nobody just gives a shit. They're bored of you politely with data and, you know, an engineer speak. And Elon fired him. It's like, no, I only want people to kiss my ass and tell me that the app is broken, not I'm not entertaining or engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I think speaking of FOMO, thinking of not being entertaining. Yeah. It would be like not going to your ex's wedding. From the mirror.co, a bride goes viral because she sat her ex-boyfriends at the same table so that they could all see what they were missing. <laughs> the, t- the sign on the table read, table of ex-boyfriends at the wedding reception. <laughs> I mean, is this bold or is this, if you're worried about what your exes think, yeah, are you over them? <laughs> no no like i don't no. know are, are you over them i i had a man in the grocery store that looked like a boyfriend from college but it would be in oklahoma you know and he like stopped and stared at me for a second like try to get my attention i was like no we're, i'm not engaging with a stranger that kind of looks like a boy i dated in college at the grocery store here <laughs> i'm like watch my instagram stories like you always do like goodbye <laughs> like sprint it like just kept pushing but he tried to definitely like someone tried to like get my attention and he looked like someone i used to know but i was like no don't have time to engage the earbuds are in earbuds are in i i i bolt when i whenever i see i, I see i ran into well i didn't run into him actually i was i was good about it i saw 
someone that I had a storied history with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that a situationship, if you will, mm-hmm. which is worse than a relationship, I'd say, yep. uh, as far as unresolved bullshit. Um, saw that person wandering around Costco and was like in my house (laughs) you came you came to my house you my house of worship you thought you could come to my Costco okay but uh obviously did not react that way instead literally told Taylor I gotta go explain later and ran to the other side of the store I was like, I'll meet, I'll meet you at the checkouts. We're done, right? Bye. Yeah. yeah. I just like, look, I'm not afraid and there's no like beef. And like, I'm sure that you wouldn't, there wouldn't even have been a conversation anyways, but I just don't like the interaction. I don't like the, yeah. I don't even like, I don't even like the eye contact of, oh, fuck that person's here, you know, like, but they know that you're there, like whatever. Now, I definitely don't like if they happen to have seen me and then see me run. Um, yes. But you know what? <laughs> I'll never know. I'll never, I'll know, never know. Uh, know if uh, if they saw that. But <laughs> I had to go. I had to go. And uh, yeah, explain to Taylor in the car. Yeah, it's just this guy. It was a situation ship. Like, what? I, just, I didn't want to do the whole. I didn't want to do the whole thing. And something I know about this person, actually, he too is a runner because we'd run into each other at another time and at, at a movie theater. And I was like, oh, hey, to him, because I didn't think we'd ended that bad. And he just kept walking, and <laughs> didn't speak to me. But I was like, oh, he has a twin brother. So maybe that was his twin. Like, I- uh, genuinely, it's it'd been years. <laughs> so like, maybe it was his twin. And then we matched right before the pandemic because it if you're not matching with your situationship, are you even toxic, you know? Mm-hmm. And we went on a date prior to the pandemic. And I was like, oh, by the way, I think I saw your brother at uh, the movies. And he was like, no, that was me. And I was like, why didn't you say hi? And he was like, I don't know. I, I freaked out. I panicked. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, really? And I made fun of him for being a runner. I was like, go grow up, bro. And then I swear to God, then what two years later i see him in costco and i was like no i don't don't know whatever man Uh, the point is there will be no table of ex-boyfriends at my wedding yeah if you'd been (laughs) on a boat you'd have jumped in with the sharks right i gotta get off gotta get off get me off yeah i would have i would have started speaking in a british accent it's like oh bloody hell i forgot my phone boink just run Well, our next story from imlive.com is about a woman using sharks to turn heads in her Michigan home. Ooh. Yeah. So left shark, baby shark, jaws, you know, all the sharks got <laughs> all the big, all the big sharks, the big, the guys, I'm talking the celebrity, the top tier sharks, left oh, shark. shit. baby sharks going to be there. Baby shark. Fucking get jaws. I got to wear something different. I can't. Oh my God, Jaws! He never comes out. <gasps> oh wow! We gotta go. We gotta go. A woman was making snow sharks in her front yard, so she was uh, basically making you know shapes out of snow and then dyeing them to look like actual sharks. <laughs> they look like they're jumping out of the snow. It's really cute. So 
cute. She's just food coloring, water in a spray bottle. They say but they take about like four to five hours to make three sharks. That's a that's a yeah, that's an appropriate amount of time, I would say. That's a good budgeting of time. <laughs> uh yeah. Basically she's she's like, I'm an artist, like I'm bored. <laughs> what am I gonna do with snow? You know, I mean, some people like go really hard with like sandcastles. So this feels appropriate. It's just kind of choosing your medium. True. I know. I know a guy. I don't know him. I have driven past his place, I should say, mm-hmm. where Woody Guthrie was born in Okima, Oklahoma, across the street from his original house is a chainsaw artist. Oh. And he carves into wood and makes incredible statues and designs out of just chunks of, tre- you know, big chunks of trees and stuff. And he has like a big, uh, you know, Woody Guthrie tree carving and and different things around. It's amazing. But he chainsaw is his medium. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I like it. I mean, find your thing, you know, and and as long as it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't mind living next door to a snow artist, especially if I lived somewhere where there were snows. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Uh, But if I did, you know, they'd probably be like, hey, do you mind if I come over and grab some of your snow and be like have at it girl live your life be an artist well you know where it doesn't snow very often or if at all who's to say i mean well i don't know probably not right well climate change we'll never know (laughs) oh my god can you believe texas these days though wow terrible our hearts go out Uh, that sounded sarcastic it's not it genuinely like i'm so sorry okay ted cruz i'm not I'm oh, I'm getting off on a Cabo in about a half hour. But well, this is my daughter wanted to go for her birthday. Obviously, I'd much rather be uh, back. I'm, I'm just picking her up. I'm just picking her up. Of course. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google last year. Uh, but Erica right now is, of course, referring to Florida for our next yes. story. Though we got a Florida woman story. Hello, a Florida woman. This comes to us. Um, this comes to us from the HuffingtonPost.com. Florida woman learns there is actually a wrong way to eat a Reese's I don't remember these commercials although there is something kind of familiar but there's there's a commercial from the 1990s uh, it's for the Reese's peanut butter cups with the iconic slogan there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's yeah so basically people would you know shave the top bite the sides eat the chocolate around it leave the little cut like different ways of taking bites someone would uh take a bite and do it like a boomerang and then finish it when it was goofy it was a commercial series but this woman learned there is a wrong way last week she was arrested for speeding 127 miles per hour along the stretch of the interstate 95 so (laughs) she said basically that while she when she was arrested and asked about it she cooperated she didn't appear to be under the influence of alcohol or substance she kept insisting she was simply trying to enjoy the snack at a higher rate of speed than anyone else had done previously. Okay, if there's not a Guinness person in your car, I don't buy it. Yeah, I'm like, are you taking a video? <laughs> Officer Davis asked to search her vehicle, at which point he found nine kilos of cocaine packed in her trunk. Oh, man. Gosh, there's always... A f- being a Florida cop must be kind of easy. Like, <laughs> you know, you just you say, do you know why I stopped you? you're speeding and they go, oh, oh, well. And then they say whatever ludicrous thing is going to pour out of their mouth. And then all of a sudden you go, I'm going to need to check that trunk. She said she had no no intention of using or selling it though. She's just like 
just wanted to carry it around, feel the adrenaline. You got to understand, officer. I mean, with the weight balance in this car, like, uh, you know, I might spin out going this fast if I didn't have something weighing it back. What was I going to put back there? Textbooks? This is Florida. We burned right. all those. Sorry about it. Ooh, yeah. ooh, can't handle me. I'm too controversial. Ooh. Well, let's <laughs> stay in Florida because okay. you know where a lot of people go to retire? Florida. Florida. Yeah. yeah. So some from the dailymail.co, some frisky swingers at a Florida retirement village are tying different are trying different colors of loofahs to their cars to indicate sexual preferences to potential partners. I like this system because not only are you telling me, you know, like what it is that you are putting down for someone to pick up, you're also saying and I'm all clean. Yes. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm DDC. So <laughs> a uh, a video a video went viral recently with about 3 million views of the, the thing uh, from a drag queen named Tora Hyman. <laughs> oh, so silly. And so she basically is like showing the series of cars. But Reddit has a post from several years ago that is the, um, the codes. So white loofah tied to your car is a novice a beginner okay purple is for voyeurs and people who like to watch pink is soft swap people who like to do it with others in the room blue is the lowest level of swap those who can play well with others okay, okay. yellow is mid-level swap for those who want to have fun but are still nervous black full swap those who say what they those who say what the hell let it all go <laughs> teal <laughs> Blue is bisexual for those who want to increase their dating chances. Uh-huh. Don't leave anybody out. Sure. I love it. Man, where they don't wear bracelets, right? <laughs> no, probably not, because wouldn't you know it? This is all sponsored by Bed Bath and Beyond, the best place to buy a lot of different colors of loofahs. <laughs> uh. Who's going out of business, by the way? They're being chopped. We're only going to have like bed, bath, or beyond moving forward. They're declaring bankruptcy. I'm going to go ahead and say it's bath with all these loofahs. I mean, again, I don't know where else to buy this. Yeah. If someone was like, I need a teal loofah and a black loofah so that everyone knows that I'm bisexual and diggity down for anything, I'd be yeah. like, I think there's a bed bath in the Burbank mall. Like that was exactly what I would think. So this is, this is a veritable boom town for baby boomers. You know, this is age 55 plus. Although I think baby boomers are older than 55 now, but yeah, anyways, I'm not, yeah. we don't need to get into logistics. It's, it's a bunch of old people smacking. Yeah. Good for them. We're, use protection. You can still get STDs. You might not be able to get pregnant, but you can use, get STDs. Be careful. I just, I, I don't want to say I love this because obviously STDs are bad, but I do find it screwy when um, it's like, oh, there's a chlamydia outbreak in yes. this retirement community. And he's like, yeah. you guys, just because you can't get pregnant, did you learn nothing? No, because they get rid of sex ed in schools. Yeah. And back then they just Same had money. a banana and they were like, there's a banana and this is a baby carry around a sack of flour. So you know what it's like to have a baby. And if you get pregnant, you will die. Yes. <laughs> I would love to go to Texas. Do you mind? Please. Uh, yeah. Yeehaw. Okay. Everything's Yeehaw. bigger in Texas. Uh, giddy up cowgirls. Cause from APnews.com, a Texas man has been jailed in Dallas monkey case. And he says he'll do it again. 
like a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> so, but so I, I broke the, I broke podcast news the other day when I announced that a, a, a leopard had been missing from an Ohio zoo. I can't remember the exact details. It had been uh-huh. found. Everything had been back in, you know, the code blue 19 had been avoided, but Dallas has had a series of break-ins. It seems so uh, recently. A 24-year-old man was linked to these cases of missing animals, and the police said that he had swiped two monkeys from their enclosures. Babe, I get it. I want a monkey more than anything. Totally. If I get crazy fuck you money, I'm buying a huge ass, like, acreage, acreage, acreage somewhere, and I'm going to move where monkeys just hang out and I can watch them all day. I don't don't want to need a bunch of money to move to where the monkeys hang out, but... But I don't want other people seeing my monkeys. Oh, okay. Maybe you could like buy the Playboy Mansion if you have fuck you money, you know. I'm I'm at like a, a country where the, the 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 monkeys are native. I don't want to take them out. Like I don't want them oh. to be in an enclosure. You want to move to Africa? I guess, yeah. I guess or I like South America, part of Africa, and then just be like, "Hey, monkeys! I bought this so nobody can hurt you. Have fun, you know." So. You uh, look. This isn't what this is about, but you know, <laughs> I don't think it costs like a ton of money to move to South America or Africa and money aside, you could also like dedicate the rest of your life to science, but you're saying you need to have fuck you money in order to like you, you want to be Carol Baskin. You want yeah. to build your own thing um, yeah, yeah. and keep it private. Like a menagerie, but they're allowed to go free and be themselves. I don't want to like keep a monkey in the house. I watch a lot of videos about those, like different types of apes and orangutans and monkeys that are kept in like primates that are kept in homes. And they wear like diapers or little polo shirts. And I'm like, that's so cute, but it's so fucked up because they're, they're not supposed to be there. They're not domesticated, you know? Hey, all you marsupials and bananas. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, that'll be you. Um, okay, well, fine. Anyway, so this man was was jailed <laughs> and held on a $25,000 bond. He was arrested after questioning led him to the Dallas Aquarium. After questioning about the Dallas Aquarium and animals there, he's been charged with six counts of animal cruelty and two counts of burglary. Wow, wow, wow. But basically what he'd been doing, he waited till dark jumped a fence to get into the zoo grounds cut the metal fesh of an enc- cut the metal mesh of an enclosure and took out two emperor tamarind monkeys oh those are the really cool ones they look like little people like they look like they're like <laughs> these dope little sweaters like they look like old men in like really cool little sweaters they're so tamarind cute monkeys i'm googling they have, like, these beards they're so cool oh. like long whiskers anyway and then okay he, they look like them yeah. like the kind of people who enter into like beard competitions where you're like yes hey i guess that's your yeah. thing yeah <laughs> so you know the uh multiple cats and pigeons were in the home there were fish <laughs> all these things and basically he's just like i love monkeys i'll do it again i don't want to fuck you up further i'm so sorry to interrupt yeah. but no. did you know that tamarind monkeys were the sizes of squirrels <gasps> i know that's pretty crazy to learn isn't it so that's really small There's, i can't remember the brand i have a picture of it but there are this one type that literally look like they're in the coolest strip of all time they look like they have like a dope like blue like a navy or like a maroon like fisherman sweater on and pant like their their coloring makes them look like they're wearing just like a dope little like northeastern fit <laughs> like a, a marine time fit they're just oh they're so fucking beautiful anyway 
I want a monkey and I want a pig. I got a new bread of pig that I'm obsessed with. They're you called... can have one of those. Well, I know, I know, but Winston's so against a pig in the house. But That's fair. Yeah, it's, it's smart. There's these pigs called M- Mangalistas. Uh-huh. And it's a Hungarian breed of domestic pig, but it it um is furry. Like it looks like a sheep. It's a pig that grows these like crazy fur in the winter. It's like a thick curly coat. It does of hair. look like a sheep. Yeah. Can oh. I ask you a question? And I'm yeah. not trying to be rude. Do you eat no. pork? I do, yeah. Yeah. All right. I ate pork when I raised pigs growing up. Like you know, it's oh, right. you're country. I forgot. I'm, country. I'm like, girl, you can't have a yeah. pig in LA and still eat pork. But I forgot um, your your country. So yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, now I live in California. No pigs, no monkeys, just me alone, you know, doing little dances in my house, thinking I'm an expert, but I'm not, you know. An expert in dances. Hmm. What does that remind me of? Hmm. Wait, wait, Cass, before, are you ready? Oh, that's what it was reminding me of. Yes, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, it's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh my God. From NBCSports.com, which, by the way, in honor of the Super Bowl, of course, I just want to put a big congratulations to the Super Bowl winners, Philadelphia Eagles. What a <laughs> what a great game, man! I, I remember every moment. But yeah, in honor of the Super Bowl being yesterday, we we'd love to talk about the those hot, sexy cheerleaders from NBCSports.com. Do NFL cheerleaders get paid? Here's how much their average salary is. And it will shock the shit out of you. It's, that's not an article. I, I editorialized that, that I always get it like, damn, like you just made this <laughs> clickbait. <laughs> so basically. Maybe you should make that the title. This will shock the shit out of you. <laughs> we'll get more listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the cheerleaders have to train, practice, show up to the games. Sometimes they participate in calendar shoots charity events they do speaking engagements like it's not just showing up on sunday on any given sunday waving your pom-poms and and meticulous choreography yeah they have to come to the game sometimes four to five hours to prepare they spend 34 hours a week practicing and they are the the least paid people in the stadium they don't even make minimum wage you guys 15 year old lifeguards make the same amount of money as a cheerleader uh, in, in the NFL, this is on average about 150 to give per game. So cheerleaders on average are making uh, about $22,000 a year. And that's including maybe the 50 to $75 featured for a public appearance. You make more money on a fucking reality show that yeah. you don't win the prize on. Yeah. Then they have to cheerleader. All of them have other jobs. I watch a lot of Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team and they're all like, I'm a this, I'm a that. And I do this on, it's, it's it's nights, it's their weekends for nothing. It's so bizarre. And there's been now three teams who have been sued over this. It was the Raiders, the Bills, and I don't know which one, what's the other one that's being sued, but like- The Jets, the Jets. Yeah, something like that. Buccaneers, and yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're being sued and like, a lot of these uh, teams, their solution to this is just to not have cheerleaders anymore. But like, why on earth is one of the most profitable 
the biggest sport in the United States. Yeah. They can't afford to pay their performers a living wage. It's that's it's just insane to me. And they are like they get in trouble if they wear the wrong shit to practice. Like they yeah, they get fined. Under, huh? They get fined. Yeah, they get fined. You can't find someone who's for practically volunteering. Very, yeah. It's it's bizarre, bizarre. And it's pretty um it, there's some like the I guess the Carolina Dallas Cowboys and like the Panthers cheerleaders get paid around 75,000 yearly, which is probably enough for a living wage, but I wouldn't call that comfortable, especially not for someone who's regularly on television or in a high cost of living area. You yeah. plus the maintenance of having to do that, be in dance class, but drive back and forth to rehearsal, have to have your hair, your makeup, your nails done. There's yeah. maintenance to this job. There's a lot of maintenance. You're uh, here's this for the for anyone when you're selling your image, let's mm-hmm. say, if you're a union actor, mm-hmm. I think like the minimum you could be on a a TV show with one line. One uh can I grab you some water, sir? Mm-hmm. And then you're in and out right? That person is going to make probably seven to $8,000 just on that day over the course of like, maybe that's a little high. They're going to make a lot though. They're going to yeah. make, they'll get the daily rate of like close to a thousand dollars and then there's residuals and, you know, but for like a day of work. And then meanwhile, these Women are 40 hours a week. Uh, yeah, this it, it and it's training like their whole crazy. lives, just like an actor to do this. It's you know? really weird. And like or a model, a model using a calendar shoot, yes. like even selling if it's your image and you get no money from that selling of your image for the team. Like even non-union people get paid better than this. It's yeah. it's really, it's really it, it 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 doesn't make sense. It's one of those things. The water boys make more money than yes. the cheerleaders. They're, they're independent contractors. So because of that, they can basically skirt minimum wage requirements. It's nuts. NFL players make about 2 million per season. That's an average salary. Some obviously make 150 million, you know, 50, you know, 50 million a year for like three years. Some make 46, you know, million dollars per season. NFL coaches. Yeah. The coaches are making 7 million a season on average. Yeah, but that's like the average. There's some that make up to 18 million. And meanwhile, you can't even you can't even give the cheerleaders a six-figure income. Yeah. Ooh. I, it's I mean, shocking. It's shocking. Shocking. Yeah. It's nuts. I The, the person it, make, working concessions is making more than the person who's who than the athlete who's on the field. Yeah, cuz they're making at least a minimum wage. And also, no shade on the people who work in sessions at sports games. They That's tough work. That's it. hard work, too. That's hard as hell. Like, And they, like, crank out that service. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it makes, it makes no sense. And it's shocking that it's a thing. You're like, well, why, what else do you do with your lifetime of cheerleading experience? Yeah, your dance, your cheerleading experience. And as someone that watches Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team. Sure basically an expert judge at this point absolutely Uh, there's a difference between like a professionally trained dancer and someone that can do the the the, i mean you have to be a strong dancer to do the cheering gymnast 
their gymnast, the, the cheerleading style dancing, like the palm style dancing is so different than like a traditional dance, I would say. It really is its own thing that, you know, some people that are like, I, I'm I'm a rockette, I'm a ballerina in New York stages, don't necessarily have the ability to do the palm dancing style. It's just, it's, it's, it's just a different type of training. You have to play that game. You know, you can be lift all the weights, but you might not know how to golf. You can be the world's best athlete, but not know how to do something. You know, it's, it's really interesting, like all that they put into it. And it sucks that they're just not paid accordingly. Yeah, it's really weird. It's uh, I'll tell you what, it's a worthy dumpster fire. Absolutely. And again, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs on the game. It was a great all around. Rihanna, great halftime show. We're awesome. proud of you, girl. Thanks for coming back. So good. So the fact good. that you opened with was amazing, you know, hard to predict, amazing show. <laughs> and can you believe that showed up? It'll be My funny. goodness. It'll be anyway, funny. We're th- we're, that's just garbage and we're throwing it away, you know, Bye-bye. but like, yes, what are you hoarding? Okay. I'm hoarding the fact that... <laughs> I don't know how this happened to me, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess I like it. I've somehow found myself in the Pedro Pascal algorithm on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm hoarding it at this point. I like I can sleep at night not having sex with Pedro Pascal, you know, but there are some people out there who I don't think can. And they make videos, they make fan fiction, they make video after video after video. I saw a video and all it was, was him sitting down on a late night show and then them zooming in on how he's like touching the couch Baby. because I think people Send are like, how hot is those this? to me? Yeah. I like, it's a fucking, it's crazy. Like maybe people are like, <laughs> people want to like do him and all the, look, I watched The Last of Us, okay, and uh, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue at all. I might even ask for it, okay, if if the situation was right. So I get it, but he is like, he is like messing some people up, <laughs> like people. I maybe it's like I'm never on the algorithms for like you know like the Harry style. Like I'm sure Harry Styles does this to people, and like yeah. so maybe I'm like not on it. But like Pedro Pascal's like on the older side, so this has to be just really sexually charged, like women over. This isn't Harry Styles' demographic. It's women. It's men. It. This is young. Yeah. No, it's the Harry Styles generation too. People, everyone, they're grown. One, but people, daddy. Like, there oh, and look again. I'm watching The Last of Us. I, I I thought he was hot in Narcos, but it's definitely a different level now. Maybe. <laughs> and I watched his SNL episode. And I said, "What? A oh del- my god! What a delight this man is!" So like funny. He, kept, he led sketches, and like, he kept he kept breaking. And I was just like, "I love." Like, look, I I can't he a, emphasize. He played a bisexual king or prince. I mean, yeah, a king to me, but a bisexual prince in Game of Thrones. Mwah. Oh my God, I forgot about his. Yeah. I remember that he was from in Game Dorn. of Thrones, but I was like, who was he? Yeah, for Oh, he was, that was such a good. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I forgot that that was him. Um, mm. Look, all I'm trying to say is I'm hoarding it because I get it. Yeah. I'm nervous for people out there a little bit. The people who are making these, who like are just like get out the mops, you know, at this video. <laughs> of pedro pascal like caressing a, <laughs> a a 
ta- a chair probably unknowingly because he's nervous or something. Yeah. And people are like, Oi, but <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm glad it's my algorithm. I'll start sending it to you, but like, Please. I got to warn you girl. Like it's every, almost every other. And that's why it's in my algorithm is because I saw one and I was like, this is insane. And then I watch all of them, <laughs> but it's, it's like every other video now. And at first I thought, I was like, he's going to, he needs to be careful. He's going to be like Jennifer Lawrence he's gonna fly too close to the sun. You know, like he's going to realize how much people like him. And he keeps making comments about how he's daddy and all these things. But I'm like, I don't know though. Maybe he won't, maybe people won't get sick of him. Maybe people are just like, <laughs> they're here for it. And they're like, yes, call yourself daddy. Who cares? Call, be daddy. Call me mommy. Call me it. Call me a bitch slut. Like, or what? <laughs> Whatever, you know, I don't know. I feel like I've got a little insight into, into Cassandra. Uh, no, uh, I have a friend that directed him in a movie in like 2015. Oh. I bet he was nice. Bloodsucking Bastards. It's a, it's a, a comedy horror film. You should check it out sometime. Uh, was he yeah, nice? My friend said he was a great to work with. He I said he that. was great to work with. I love that so. for him. Yeah. What are you hoarding? I'm hoarding a new show on Peacock. Y'all, Peacock's a good streaming site. Yeah. It's called Poker Face. And it's oh, from yeah. Ryan Johnson, the you know, the guy who wrote Knives Out and all of these fun things that we love. And it's just really charming. So basically the conceit is that this woman, it's it's a mystery of the week show. So basically, you know, it's a who done it. But at the beginning, you always know who killed who. You know that. Uh-huh. But now, the mi- but you never know how the main characters in this world at this time. And then it reverses and it shows you, oh, she's been the waitress the whole time. And she was just off screen for this scene or whatever. But her super, her thing is she can tell when someone's lying. She's like a human lie detector. So she this is knows. Natasha Leone. It's Natasha Leone. Got it. Mommy. It knows. It's got amazing, like, uh, Chloe Sav- Sevigny. Uh, Ellen Barkin, Adrian Brody, uh, all guest stars and things like that. But it it's really really great. Like I uh, oh Benjamin Pratt isn't mm. yes it's so good. I would highly highly recommend checking out Poker Face. And yeah, it's it's she's the main character, but it's a it's a you know it's Columbo in a way of that's cute. We know who dies, but here's how to get them to admit that they did it. Yeah it's really cute so i really yeah i I recommend it poker face really cute new episode every week you can't binge it i mean now there's about six banked up but i like the episode rolled out all at once like or like uh, rolled out weekly i like episodes that are rolled out weekly kind of makes it an event to watch just like you know an hbo show i hate it (laughs) it's hard but guess what is not uh what is not being rolled out weekly we got five episodes of you season four Oh gosh, I I fell off after season two. Oh, baby, pick it back up. Is it, it good? Up. It's still good. Let me just say this: Joe Pin Badgley's character is sporting a beard, is in London, and wearing tweed sweaters and like jackets. What is uh, is going to London with something like the new Jumping the Shark? Because uh, <laughs> so I. I uh, as a someone who works in post production, I managed to be privy to an early screening of Magic Mike Three: Mike's Last Dance, which just came out this weekend to underwhelming 
results in the theaters, but also like I didn't even realize it was coming out this weekend. Like they probably could have done more publicity on it. Anyways, without spoiling anything, although (laughs) I don't know if there's a spoil for Magic Mike 3. It takes place in London. And I'm like, I thought it was taking place in Paris. No, it's all in London. I'm like, why are they bringing him to London? Anyways, whatever. I'm proud of Penn Bagley or Badly or whatever the guy from you, because he really has been doing the work uh, to make sure that everyone knows that he's not a psycho on TikTok and like doing the dances and trying to, you know, seem down to earth so that you can separate his character which everyone like fantasizes about like mm-hmm. anyways, even though he's a murderer, but he's, <laughs> he's doing his best. I listened to him on Nicole. Oh my God. Byer. Byer. I listened to him on Nicole Byer's podcast. Why won't you date me? Uh huh. And just the way he spoke about his partner and like, he just seemed, I don't, again, I don't know him. It's a complete parasocial relationship. I get that. But the way he as himself, like spoke about his partner and like meeting her and like, the, you know, the relationship, I was so happy and impressed and like, took things away from it he seems very insightful and very mature and responsible so i appreciate that he's doing that because like i'm the bad guy don't fall in love with my character yeah i know people do though i mean i i get it admit it like i watched that first season i was like but why is the murderer hot yeah why is he so hot (laughs) what are you what are you throwing away baking look we had our valentine's day early uh because valentine's day is on a tuesday so we're like let's celebrate it on saturday um and as I was at the store, you know, procuring uh, the meal, because, we, you know, we're not going to go out. We're not crazy. And I was like, okay, let's see. What do I make for dessert? And I was going to bake something. And then I was like, I was at Whole Foods. And I was like, or I could buy this cake. And this cake was, a it's a $30 cake. And it's like a, maybe a six inch cake. It's not, not uh, it's not what you picture when you picture 30, you buy three sheet cakes from Costco for 30 bucks, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm at Whole Foods. Okay. And it was a $30 cake it was a red velvet cake. And that was Taylor's favorite. And I was like, Hmm, do I bake something or that, uh, <laughs> and like make this thing from scratch? Or do I buy this $30 cake that I know is going to be good? And mm-hmm. I had to sit there and I had to go, well, how much do I make an hour at work? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think the time that it's going to take me to bake this cake versus just buying this $30 cake, I'll be losing money. And so that's to say I'm throwing out baking as a whole because it's hard and it takes a long time and I'm not good at it. You got to follow the rules. It's not like cooking. It's like you got to follow the exact rules. You can't play jazz with it at all. And it's just Mm -hmm. like. And so you know i'm i'm mad at baking as a whole because it's like it should have been not a net mm-hmm. loss for me to bake this cake but it just wasn't mm-hmm. so i buy this 30 dollar whole foods cake and because they know how to bake Ugh. i know it's a hard life i've i've started to get more jazzy with baking and you're not supposed to no. i'm like oh this much baking soda what if i added this much let's roll the <laughs> dice baby I'm it crazy. really makes a difference. It, it makes does. a huge difference. It does, but I'm like, ooh, I want the I want the crust to feel this way. Ooh, just a dash of that. Like I've been really playing fast and loose with some of the baking. What's rules. the result? I, like, has any of it been right? Or good? oh yeah, better okay. banana bread. Oh, with that real see? crisp top. Yeah, it's been you know sometimes I'm like, ooh, too much sugar. I have to admit that. 
but I've been playing fast and loose. The sugar, I'll always adjust. I made a buttercream cake when I was like, you know, moments away from walking into traffic in the early Mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was tasting the frosting as I went. And I said, my God, if I Mm -hmm. put as much powdered sugar in this as they're Mm -hmm. asking me to, it would be inedible. In fact, even at half the amount, I was like, is this good? Yeah. And then I made cupcakes, um, sprinkles cupcakes. And I was like, these are the best cupcakes I've ever made. And everyone was like, yeah, because well, uh, Taylor took them to work and they were like, oh, we like how these cupcakes aren't very sweet. And I was like, are they crazy? Those yeah. cupcakes are, <laughs> that's like licking sugar cubes. So I I will mess with the sugar because I'm obviously, yeah. I'm very sensitive to it. I really don't like yeah. so much sugar. What are you throwing out? So there's a clip from MTV's The Challenge which is where they take people from. I don't know where they take these people from now. Real world, road rules. Road rules is where it started, but now it's like kind of a lot of reality stars, regular people. I don't know where they get all the contestants from. There was a clip on the internet that I watched and I was like, this is the most irresponsible thing I've ever seen. So it's, it's a, you know, they do physical challenges. They have to run across this or bungee jump or do all these crazy things, right? Well, they had a challenge and they do this on Survivor sometimes where they had to put a ball in a like a slingshot that they had like sit down to pull back. Like it was that hard of a slingshot and then shoot the ball to hit a target in the field. Uh But the ball that they were using was a golf ball on one of those very powerful. It's like a bullet. Well, the clip was this girl fucking misfires and it hits her in the face and she's down bleeding it's horrible the medic 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 you know i don't know whether and again i don't watch the show i just saw this clip I used to watch the show when i was younger and her her partner's like it's gonna be okay like he was not like oh my god we have to finish the challenge it was so kind and attentive and like you come first like your health is what we need to figure out it was amazing and then she's taking care of she's like in the ambulance she's you know gonna be okay and the producer he's like can i finish can i do can i finish the thing just solo like i'll do it for time for you know whatever it is I don't know the full context. I think it was close to the finals. And the producer's like, you have to do it in pairs. I can't do anything. I'm so sorry. You I'm can't so do anything. He's ball. I'm like, you're the, you're the one that writes the rules. You're the executive, you're the producer, you're the executive producer. Like you can say, okay, we'll, we'll just do one time versus the other people that have two people. It, it, he's bawling his eye. Like it, like the producer's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it's insane. Because I'm like, I don't know if they were set up to win, like what was going on. But then the interviews are with them after the challenge being like, you know, you know, our friendship survived. Like, that's what matters. All these beautiful things. But I'm like, you fucking let somebody basically shoot like a bullet, a golf ball into their face. They didn't have to wear mask. They didn't have to wear helm. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have any protective gear. Like, Survivor does it with like sandbags that you can't really fire on yourself. It was so fucking irresponsible and I'm so mad at MTV. And I was like, I, the fact I would sue fucking every line. And you you get the coffee at MTV. Your name's named on a lawsuit. Like <laughs> I was so pissed. I was just like, this is terrible. Like at least let him A, this is the most irresponsible thing. She could have died. It like hit her in the nose, eye area. Like she had black eyes. It was so sad. And she had, like broke her nose. I was like, this is so fucking irresponsible. I'm done. I'm done. I'm never revisiting this show. It's like, maybe I will. Fuck you, MTV. Fuck you for making Drag Race 60 Minutes. Finally, you're changing back to 90. And fuck you for that clip from the challenge. I'm done. MTV, you're thrown out. 
Anyway. Did you did did they end up canceling that like real Friends of West Hollywood show in order to make Drag Race longer or what? <laughs> so I think they only ordered like eight episodes, like so many episodes. Uh huh. And so the show's gonna run its airing, and then starting in March, we're gonna get the ninety-minute episodes of Drag Race back. So the show's not necessarily canceled. I think the order was fulfilled, even though people hate it. Yeah, they're gonna continue to air it. Yeah, until the end, and then Drag Race will be returned in 90 minutes, because we are unhappy. We bullied a corporation, y'all. We did it. <laughs> yeah. uh, where do the people find you? Yes, you can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> I was like, what's my Twitter handle? <laughs> Don't find me there. It's I'm done. I'm bored. But uh, you can find me there, and you can find me here every Monday on the Trashy Trashy Podcast. And where can they find you, Cassandra? At Cass Cardiness on Instagram and Twitter. Eh, no, <laughs> don't find me there either. <laughs> and you can find us at Trash Trashy Podcast, uh, gmail.com. You can email us stories or tell us why you're trash. We love when you do that. Mm-hmm. We also love when you leave five star reviews on whatever platform you're listening to. That helps us out a lot. We have a yes. merch store that's threadless.trashytrashypodcast.com where you can buy some t shirts with our classic catchphrases on it and you can find us on instagram twitter and tiktok at trash trashy pod absolutely you can always find us again at the merch store and i would like to thank our new patron caroline thank you so much for signing up to support us this is what keeps us going we thank you appreciate it yes Yes. absolutely you can sign up to support this podcast within the show notes by going to anchor.fm slash trashy trashy podcast has become a monthly supporting we'd also like to thank someone for our new five-star review oh very cool thank you so much it was a five-star it was writing it was so beautiful it says fun fun these women deserve a tv show let's are go you, are you listening hollywood anyway <laughs> we appreciate it so much so reviews like that truly keep us going <sighs> the hard tax running out we're rationing water not much to let us go on, but your love, your support, this is what keeps us going. Thank God. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye.